Hello and welcome to This Is a Pickle. I am Erin alongside my wonderful luscious locked husband, Mike. And this is a special edition of This Is a Pickle for this 2022 Hallmark Countdown to Christmas season. Mike, are you excited? Very. More is less, right? <laughs> or less is more? What do you think it is? In this case, it's a little bit more than what we bargained for. However, because... Noel Next Door was the first movie on Hallmark's list of flicks for us this year. And as we did our draft of movies, it was not one that we picked to review in a podcast. But it is so good. It was a mistake. And so memorable that we decided to do like a little fast five minute fun time with it. Right? (laughs) Yes. Because it was just too good to ignore. We will get to our uh, regularly scheduled drafted movie when we um review uh what is it married christmas wish you a married we christmas. wish you a married christmas um in our upcoming podcast but we had to talk about hallmark's first flick first well we did the other flick we saw oh yeah we did watch a kismet christmas over the opening weekend and we can talk about that here too but yeah. I, I'm, I'm more excited to be honest about noel next door yeah it was a heck of a way to to i don't know lift the lid break the seal First gift to open. You hate when it's like the best gift, right? Christmas, if I can continue And there's a new thing. Santa in town. No more Candace Cameron BRA yeah. to welcome us into this holiday fun fest. But uh, I don't I don't think I missed her. Never thought of her. Yeah. So you pointed this out to me. It's not just us that like this movie. No, I was checking out the uh, review on IMDb. This movie got a 7 out of 10. On IMDb, I don't recall ever seeing a Hallmark Christmas movie get a seven out of ten. Uh, so that's that's pretty remarkable. Let me just break it down. Uh, and this is from IMDb. This isn't you know spoiler alert if you haven't watched it yet. But I assume if you're listening to this, you don't care if we tell you about this movie. So uh, Noel next door follows a single mom as she gets into a war of words with her neighbor, who is ruining Christmas for her and and her son. But I'll add, mm-hmm. and only to find out that this misunderstood grouch. Just May Steal Her Heart. Based on a book. Based on a book. Yeah. What was the name of that book? I don't remember. How the Grinch Stole My Heart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Let me ask you a question. Yeah. By not Keith, un- By Keith Hemstreet, by the way. Not unusual for books to go to movies, right? Do you remember a Hallmark movie that came from a book? I'm sure that we've seen some. It feels um, grown up to me. No, I... I just can't recall them at the moment. Right. I think like, they exist that we've watched. Yes. So that's like a thing you see flash across the screen based on the novel, such and such. And like that just there, stood out to me because... There was one, was it 12 Dates of Christmas? Wasn't that based on a book? Maybe, maybe so. But I guess my thing is that maybe the genre has grown and maybe I'm trying too hard here, but we always talk about like paint by numbers, uh, Mad Libs, right? Mm-hmm. It's a replicable format. You just kind of, like, all the, all the things we goof about, how everything is similar. They actually went out and adapted a novel yeah, <laughs> for a Hallmark movie. But that it, seems it, like it, a lot of work. You know, I mean, Nicholas Sparks novels are all kind of the same. Like, a Hallmark movie is all kind of the same. Right, but my thing is, like, Hallmark doesn't have to do that. Hallmark just has, like, I think I like The Simpsons, and, like, Mr. Burns has all the monkeys writing a novel, right? Best of times, blurst of times, and he gets mad at the monkey. But, like, I just feel like there's an assembly line of people who are writing the Hallmark Christmas movie. Yeah. And you might need an assembly line because there's like 20 of them a year. This one requires some extra work. But also, my point being, 
redeemed. It was like actually yeah. a really good story. And it, it fit on TV. It delighted me in so many ways that we'll get into real quick. Um, Noelle is the single mom who lives. We find that she's newly divorced. Shocker, single mom. Yeah. Um, not, not a widow, but newly divorced. And her husband, which we are told several times, cheated on her with his... Mistress. They just keep calling her mistress. Uh, yeah, and and moved her into their house and now lives there with his other lady and she lives alone in a townhouse with her son and they share custody and dad wants the kid for Christmas even though it's her day. Um so that causes some drama. He does not take no for an answer. Right. First of all, um, he's she very forward. He says no like three times. He's but... very forward, like the opening scene is like just calling and saying and she says I know that the court says this, or he, he's basically saying, I know the court says this. However, but my house is better for our kid on Christmas. I'm going to be a jerk and Ooh. do this anyway. Um, you know, it's confusing and it's very glamorized in that she is a, a server at a diner and not knocking servers at a diner, but her income potential does not match her life and her, what was the scarf that I was... Burberry. Yeah, she was wearing a Burberry scarf. I don't own a Burberry scarf. Um, she has this beautiful townhouse, which she doesn't think she's decorated enough for her son for their first Christmas, not as a family with their, her son's dad, but it's, you know, decorated to the nines. The The Hallmark interns went to town on this set, this um, setting this stage here, but um, I, it doesn't... I don't understand how she affords their life but again we're suspending reality but that's something that we did note one thing uh, in the book though you can't see the apartment so exactly creative license um, one thing that just floored me not one there's a few things that floored me in this movie like the 50 dollars tip she gets that's how she affords things 38 dollars oh. i think or 37 um her the antagonist slash it's a good word slash love interest but she doesn't know that they're the same person for the longest time, is her neighbor. Um, and he is named Jeremy. Oh, sorry. Natalie Hall plays Noel. We should note that. And Jeremy is played by Corey Severe, or Sevier, if you're French. He's severe in this movie. Um, but we find... Okay, so we know that Noel is a single, newly divorced mom of a 12-year-old named Henry, uh, working at a diner to make ends meet, and being harassed, basically, by her ex-husband who their marriage broke up because he cheated on her with his assistant and moved her into their house. Jeremy has um, inability to use his left hand and he walks with a cane. Um, He's seemingly a young dude and we don't know why he's been injured. He really has a passion for um, classical music. He likes to sit on his couch and just listen to it. And we find throughout the story that he had a stroke and he was married up until about two, three years ago when his wife couldn't handle him post-stroke and, and the lifestyle change and she left him. So they've both had pretty crappy spouses. I mean, really, for Hallmark standards go, I mean, usually the people get away with, like, they're widowed and that's why they're single. But this is, like, real, you know, soap opera drama kind of stuff. His His ex-wife left him because he was post-stroke, couldn't walk, and didn't have use of his left hand. Her husband is out of the picture because he cheated on her with his co-worker. And then these star-crossed lovers live together and apparently hate each other's neighbors, but like each other as server meeting a customer at the diner and the romance ensues. Mike, 
the scene that was the end all be all for me. Noelle is in the grocery store in the cereal aisle and Jeremy comes upon her in the cereal aisle and they have a meet cute kind of moment. I mean, they've already met, but you know what I mean? Delighted to see each other again outside the diner. And he, I guess, glances at her hand, like what she's holding and she makes it a point to just hold it in his face and say, yeah, tampons. I don't even remember what the line was, but she's holding a box of tampons. And she's like, yeah, people use tampons. And now I've said tampons four times and it still feels weird to me. And you're my husband and we've been together forever. But like, it's just not a thing that I ever think about talking about. Hallmark is putting that crap on display and I love it. Okay. Do you think it made people uncomfortable? I think I got a laugh probably. Because I would Why imagine, would it be funny? I imagine that probably people have bumped into their friends or someone that they liked or whatever, and, or like a neighbor, and then, ta-da. Like, I kind of feel awkward sometimes when I'm getting, like, toilet paper and I see people I know. <laughs> you don't think about those bears in the commercials for Charmin, that, like, the bears that need to yeah. have like, nice, soft toilet paper? Like, what if they never read that book as a kid? What if What if the everybody poops? What if they don't know that? <laughs> well, not everybody needs a tampon, Mike case you don't know that but um i just find it interesting and i don't even like i I hate that i'm so intrigued by it but that's how taboo this is in our culture i would say that definitely came from the book though it's written by a woman which is probably something it's not written by a woman the book isn't no are you serious yes i just told you who it was written by it's written by keith henstreet oh Oh, wait a minute he wrote the screenplay you're right the book was written by annabelle costa the book was written by pretty sure annabelle's a woman Yes, so, she is. So, I mean, maybe something that she's experienced or been through, but, like, that just seemed like... Again, or maybe she book. recognizes that it's a ridiculous thing in our society for that to be taboo, and men should have tampons flashed in their face more often, and it's not a big freaking deal. Everybody can get a laugh out of it. My point... I, I don't think it's funny. I think it's poignant. Is okay. that the right word? Synonyms. And I think... I think... Those are not synonyms. I think, they are. I think they are. You need to go back to English. I just think I applaud Hallmark... If Annabelle has this in her book, I'm sure she has her reasons. I happen to want to believe that they are not for humor. They are for, you know, hey, society, get on board with being an adult here. Um, And I applaud Hallmark for really embracing it and including it. I mean, it's like, and both characters just play it off so well. Like, Noelle is just kind of nonchalant. and Like, I don't care. She's clearly not embarrassed by it. And I don't think Jeremy was embarrassed by it. He's just kind of like... Oh, this is a thing. Okay, cool. Moving on. But that was great. That's that's one of the reasons why I wanted to talk about this movie with you. The other one is the amount of alcohol people drink in this movie. We've seen a couple movies already, and it's definitely like last year we joked about it. Like I think it was actually one of our hall, our, uh, our hallmarks mm-hmm. uh, hallmarks last year. I don't think that's going to be a fair one this year because it's in people are drunk. Jeremy drank an entire bottle of I think vodka yeah. in a night, and his friend Lewis came the next day and made him hangover breakfast. Mm. Like, they made it a thing. They made alcohol and, you know, drinking your feelings a thing. Mm. And and that's a fine line you got to go with, too, Hallmark. I mean, I, I appreciate the adult themes, and I don't have a problem with it. Some people might um, for various reasons. But I just think it is worth noting that, like, they had a character drink a whole bottle of liquor by himself. Also, the kid's Am a I jerk. Am I clutching my pearls? I don't mean to be. The kid's a jerk. The, the kid is a jerk. Um, and his mom, that's a very adult thing, too, because Hallmark makes it 
so that at first his mom defends her kid, but in the long run, she realizes she was wrong in doing that too because her kid was a little bit wrong and everyone learns their lesson. And I think we don't see a lot of that in Hallmark movies either. Kids are usually little angels or they're, they're supposed to be. We're supposed to think of them that way. There's also a little jerk kid in the grocery store mm-hmm. who made fun of Jeremy's, you know, Mommy, why does he have a cane? What's which, wrong with his arm? What's wrong with his arm? Which, kids do that. I don't have kids, but, like, I know kids do that, but you don't see it in Hallmark movies. No. Also, um, familiar to listeners and people who watch the movies, um, ice skating. <laughs> now, this was not ice skating what in a not, lake. What we're not familiar with. They're in a very thin river through trees, the number one. The miracle healing power. <laughs> Of ice skating, because my man with a stroke who can't use his left arm or right leg. Yeah, I think so. He can ice skate like he's Wayne Gretzky. <laughs> it's unbelievable. But they explain it away, because as soon as you're like, how can he ice skate? He can't walk. Which is exactly what we did. He says, Jeremy says, I love to ice skate. It must just use different joints or different muscles because it comes easy to me. It's easier than walking. So, like, I don't even know why they needed to put that in there. It makes absolutely no sense. They could have just gone for a stroll to get hot chocolate. They didn't have to go ice skating on this pretty tree-lined Christmas-lit river. I have a theory. The adaptation took some liberties there. I'm going to have to read the book. Yeah, I think that I think they probably went to a park or something. And then, like, no, 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 this is Hallmark. We skate. <laughs> and then the editing process was like, hey, didn't this guy have a stroke? Hey, hey, Carl, didn't this guy have a stroke? And then all of a sudden they're like, yeah, he did. Oh, what do we say? Let's just say that it's different neuromuscular. Yeah, this is Carl. Rewrite the script. I mean, that's what happened. <laughs> I just think that they probably, uh, again, took some liberties there. You read the book and tell me how it goes. Yeah, I'm going to have to read this book now, which good for Annabelle Costa. She's got a whole new audience. I never heard of this book. I bet you that's like half a million bucks. The book to get adapted to a Hallmark movie, yeah. I mean, I've I, I, know, so. I know some things about books and being adapted. Yeah, um, your book has not been adapted, so how would you know? I'm um, well, not for the price, and I just said I know how these <laughs> you things need a work. Hallmark movie that I wants to price. have a football story. Okay. I know what it's worth. Yeah. Um, anyway, it's more than zero, which is what I've been offered. <laughs> well, next door is worth watching. I'm sorry we're not fully reviewing it, but those were the high points. It was an unexpected... The acting is really good, too. Oh, yeah, yeah. Even Lewis, who's like kind of your typical Hallmark bumbling neighborhood dude, he's good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Frank. Frank is Jeremy's best friend, and there's a classic line where Jeremy sarcastically looks at him and says, Can I be Frank? Frank? Yeah. I mean, that's perfect. I know, yeah. Anyway. It was unexpected so much so that we, watch it. we had... Again, who knew? Not us, but we didn't pick it because the name, I don't know, didn't really jump off the page. It wasn't about Chinese restaurants, you know. I should have picked it because you know. We should have picked the first one. You know what my middle name would have been? Or no, not my middle name, my first name if I was born in December. Noel. So. You didn't know that? One time, um, there was a Christmas, I guess, pageant show at my middle school and middle school. I'm pretty sure. And, um, like, four kids came out, and... Came out? They, at the like, Christmas party. They came out to the stage, and, like, I remember they were, like, practicing backstage and, like, in a mirror and doing all this stuff, making sure they are on point. And they came out, and they were on the stage, and it was their big moment. And the four kids who had the N, the O, the E, and the L on their sweaters, they have been practicing in a mirror. 
<laughs> so they came out in reverse. Leon. You're making this up. I'm not making this up. Where was the adult in the room? Well, I mean, they were just out doing their own thing. Leon. And, like, there's a lot of things going on. So Leon comes out. And, Leon, don't tell him. Now, my <laughs> Uncle Leon was honored. You don't have an no. Uncle Leon. <laughs> no, but seriously, like, that, the, the Leon Noel thing I've always thought was funny. So when I see the Noel thing, I was like, maybe I should have just done that because it's such a memory. But, again, our point being, we didn't see this one coming. We couldn't ignore it. Good movie. I'd recommend it, it. Absolutely. It, it was a great way to start out this season. Like, I, it set the bar high. Right now, it's my favorite. Very We've only qu- watched two movies. Very quickly, uh, number two in our viewing so far. And this is just on our own leisure time. Fans of the genre, right? A kismet Christmas. Uh, yeah. But IMDb. Have we 6.9. Wa- so, I think maybe like three people have reviewed this, maybe. <laughs> so, if we'd watched in reverse order, we'd feel as good. Same way. Oh, yeah. I I just really, it set the, the Noel next door just set the tone and expectations for the season. Maybe we, I mean, I don't like A Kismet Christmas as much, but maybe had we watched it first, I wouldn't dislike it so much. Mm -hmm. It's very, I don't know, Hallmarkian. Yeah. No, I think it's fair. (laughs) Like, it's really a true Hallmark Christmas movie. Like, predictable. And not bad. No. Just... Definitely a, a notch below Noel Next Door. It had the like then and now main character just can't leave this place. And there was a really long flashback at the beginning. It's like excessive. Yeah, a lot of the movie, which is important. It turns it, out it is a lot. Like flashbacks, you usually see like a snippet right before you cut to commercial or something. But like this was a long flashback. Credit though to Mary Lou Henner who did not age. She did not. <laughs> Grandma Mia is who she is. She's and the same. She, her face doesn't move, but good, good, good going, Mary Lou. Okay. How old is Mary Lou Henner? Up there. I'm going to look that up real quick. While she does research, I'll kind of just paint some broad strokes here about the movie. Um, Mary Lou Henner, not the single mom, because she's not the mom, she's the grandma, but single. That becomes an important thing. The movie's based around the magical powers of Christmas cookies. Mary Lou Henner is 70. Yeah. She looks all of 45 in this movie. Age well. Uh, magical powers, um, sleep prowess of Christmas cookies. You have um, kismet Christmas cookies placed under your pillow. Mm-hmm. I don't want to give it away, but will allow you to dream of your true love. Yeah, so you put the cookie under your pillow, you dream, and then who you dream about is your true love, and you're supposed to act on it. And what this if becomes... you didn't dream of me? I mean, we wouldn't be here right now, probably. Also, what if this was real? Like, would you would you trust the cookie? I mean, all these people in this movie trusted the cookie, and it worked out for Seems them. Seems strange. Um, I don't know. Mary was, Lou, Mary Lou Henner's house in this movie is very well decorated. By the way, I loved her Christmas look. But this is typical Hallmark. Uh, we have an author, right? Tortured author. A definitely. tortured author who lives in New York City and coming back home to small town Maine. Which, by the way, she's going to a book signing for a contest that I don't want to give it all away, but. She has to go to a very Christmassy New England town, and her publisher doesn't know that that is actually where she's from. Well, it's not where she's from, though. It's where her grandmother's yeah, still, from, and she spent her up. summers there. It's got to come up sometime. It, it also seems like a heck of a dart to throw and land right in the bullseye, too. But okay. Um, and that all leads us to some stories about past meeting present, how they reconcile their pasts. We have another divorcee. Yes. Two movies, two divorcees. Um, and a 
And a lonely old spinster. Lonely old spinster. We got some... Uh, and Grandma's a widow. We got some frisky women. Oh, man. So Grandma Mia's best friends are... Uh, oh, gosh. They're played by Michelle Scarabelli and Barbara Pollard. Michelle Scarabelli has beautiful blue eyes. She really does. And her hair. Again, Michelle Scarabelli is three years younger than Mary Lou Henner. 67, then. But you would not know that in this movie is just looking at them. But she's got beautiful blue eyes, and I love her hair. Full-on gray head, and it's beautiful. Um, I can't remember her name in this movie, though. They, they have, like... They're in Maine, and they're these three... Tropical Maine, by Women. The way. <laughs> yeah, there's all these scenes where people are wearing just, like, kind of light overcoats, no bundled up, nothing. And you know, in December in Maine, these people would need to be in, like, parkas and their faces covered by scarves. But Mary Lou Henner, Miss Grandma Mia's friends, they're this trio of older ladies that give you this, like, um, Hocus Pocus trio vibe or almost like a Steel Magnolias vibe. And that is, <laughs> that's perpetuated by... Oh, I can't even remember the girl's name, the main character's name. Sarah, when she comes home to Maine and she sees her grandma's friends, she's like, Miss Maylene, or whatever her name is. It's like Maylene, Raylene, Saline. I think it was Saline. <laughs> but she says Miss and when she greets her, and it's so very Southern charm in her voice when she says it. And I'm like, Where, wait, we're in Maine? I thought we were down in Chinkapin Parish or something. But no, these three ladies are pretty adorable together as their little friend trio and, you know, something we could all aspire to be as we age in our friend groups. But, uh, and they show us that romance is, is not just for the young. No, no. Yeah. Oh. I like those characters a lot. I mean, say what you want about this movie. Like I said, it's very hallmark in what it is, but there are some lovable characters. It settles it. right in the groove. Perfectly fine. Yeah. Uh, we don't have jazz hands. No, we I, have I jazzy. Don't, I don't like jazzy. Sorry, kid. She's she's Jeez. she's more of the angelic kid that we're known to see in Hallmark movies. You know, she's not the Henry of Noel Next Door. No, but uh, she's. I don't. Maybe it's not her fault. I don't like her name. It was a bit Sorry much. if your kid's nickname is Jazzy, mm -hmm. but it it's like forced in this movie. It just seemed very forced and it didn't roll off the adults tongues mm -hmm. um just call her jasmine that was her name but sarah and uh what was jazzy's dad's name uh travis mm -hmm. are longtime friends and you know they have the whole romantic tension between them for a while i just don't think i liked either one of those characters nah Travis, however, is a forester, forester, which we can get behind. We have a good friend who's a forester. And, and writers. And writers. Sarah's mm -hmm. a writer. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, like, the, the basis of their characters is stuff that we like, but I just, mm, I don't good, like them. Good old character arc of uh, character, problem, struggle, resolution. Everything fits there. You have your conflict. Brief. Brief. It's so brief, I don't even remember what it was. Well, don't give it away. People can make that journey on their own. Okay. Journey. Yeah. But anyway. Nothing wrong with it. Not offensive movie. Just not as good as the first one. Yeah, definitely not as excited. Wouldn't go out of my way to see Christmas. it, but nothing wrong with seeing it. You know, I might even watch Noel Next Door again when it comes July and we're missing these movies. Yeah. Um, so yeah, catch up on that one. 
Hallmark.com. It aired originally on Sunday, October 23rd. It's on Friday at 6 p.m. Again, yes. Kismet Christmas or Noel Next Door? Kismet Christmas. I don't know about Noel Next Door. <sighs> Noel Next Door, it um, first aired on Friday the 21st of October. We'll be back, ideally Friday, before we dig into our next weekend of movies, but oh, we'll be watching. Yeah. Before we jump into the coming weekend, Halloween weekend movies, we'll be reviewing. We wish you a married Christmas. I picked it because the name. Yeah. Well, remember Marisol, whatever her name is, is in this movie? Mm -hmm. And she was um, Audrey in National Lampoon's Vegas Vacation. Remember we discovered that last year when she was in a movie that reviewed? And and I was like, I feel like I know this girl. Recognize her, and I had to look it up, and there she was making a comeback in her career. Our first round of Gold Frankincense and Myrrh. Are you ready? Yes. This is my draft. Bring pick. it to me. My draft pick. So I'm going to give you Gold Frankincense and Myrrh. You're going to try to pick out the one. Unlike my grandma, who ate the frankincense and myrrh. Remember that story? She probably pocketed the gold. It was the worst rock candy she ever had. Yeah. Full of old stories today. She had great breath, though. All right. <laughs> one of these is real. Two are fake. One is the plot. The synopsis, I guess you will, um, of We Wish You a Merry Christmas. I'm going to give Erin three in no particular order. She's going to try to pick out the right one. Are you ready? Yep. A couple goes to a destination Christmas wedding and discovers the wonders of matrimony. Okay. A couple goes to a quiet town to reconnect at Christmas on the advice of their marriage coach. Okay. A couple goes to a Christmas bazaar and takes a chance on an uncertain future. B, Mary, life coach. Final answer? Yes. Dang. Was yeah. that right? Yes. Sweet. We gave it away. I thought you might go for Christmas Bazaar. We wish. Taking a chance. Seems like big, maybe. No. No. Okay. Too much for me? I'm just going on the fact that they had this woman f- flailing around a box of tampons in a cereal aisle in front of the man she's in, um, interested in. In the first movie. So that influenced my decision that this next movie we're going to review is about people having marital problems. Because I feel like Hallmark is very edgy this year. I have year. no idea how those are connected. Hallmark is very edgy this year. Oh. And the edgy topics are coming out. Tampons, marital problems, what's going to be next, vasectomies. Okay. it's a couple words you shouldn't use a lot more tonight. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that's all we have this time. Two down, many more to go. Back with the review Friday. We got some movies to watch, Aaron. I'm excited. Until then, I'm Mike. I'm Aaron. Season's Greet. I don't remember you asking me if I want to look at that or listen to Sucker up.